Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961-4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Yeah, good afternoon and welcome along. Peter Mullen, nice to have you here for another week. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Dave. Nice and rested after that um, beautiful long weekend. Right, very good one. And a great topic you've got for us today. We're looking at stress and adrenal fatigue. Yeah, look, it's, it's talked about a lot and we talked a little while on this show about um, depression and anxiety. So, you know, I thought, think about, the, for listeners, to think about how stressful would you rate a normal day for you? We are talking today about stress and adrenal fatigue. Now, you're going to share with us 10 signs that you have adrenal fatigue and what to do. Then I want to look and ask, actually ask you what it is because it's a bit confusing for me. Well, what, um, what the, one of the... the biggest things that um, patients would come in and talk to any natural therapy practitioner these days or naturopath or even their GP is this concept of stress and I remember uh, 20 years ago if you went to the GP and said you've had stress you would have been told there's no such thing oh. and even a little while ago I did a talk for a group of principals up the Hunter Valley and you know 30 years ago when this lady went to a doctor and said she was stressed he suggested you know she thought of taking up smoking <laughs> so it's kind of interesting like that and and rightly so our understanding of of stress um anxiety depression really it, it it's changed a lot over the last 20 years like quite literally that's a very short period of time 20 years but now it's commonly accepted that stress is a major part of you know our health concern and one of the um biggest problems like the big the worst types of stress is what i call unrelenting unremitting mm. so this is pace of life you know we're so yeah. caught up in the pace of life these days how fast life's going you know and often say to patients like when when we're when you're 20 your stress coping might sit say at a five out of ten and over time you know you get married have kids get a mortgage get a job you know all those all those um day-to-day -day lifestyle sort of things and it's kind of like someone turning the volume switch up on the radio. And a lot of listeners will sort of associate with this. It's to the point where instead of seeing it a 5 out of 10 where you might get stressed, but the next day you're all good, it's kind of like someone turning up that volume switch on your radio that now normal for you is a 7 or an 8. Yeah. And that the problem is when you're a 7 or an 8, it doesn't take too much extra before you're hitting critical mass and you're overloaded and overwhelmed. But this is also the, the fact that in now because of this chronic unrelenting unremitting stress your nervous system's so turned on all the time that even when people go to bed of a night time you know they go to bed and their you know muscles are tired and they can't sort of switch off so this is where people really have trouble relaxing because their bodies are so turned on to this stress response now we can cope with that for a long period of time you know us humans are very very resilient mm. and um we can sort of live at that pace for a long period of time but after a while and one of the um, systems in our body that help us to cope or maintain that pace is the, the adrenals or our fight-or-flight response. Now, they were, originally, um, um, they were originally produced or, or made to help us cope with what's called the fight-or-flight response. So if you're in the jungle, come across a tiger, it's that surge of adrenaline to wrestle the tiger or climb the nearest tree. So short-term, you know, fast action, but then come, you know, drop back down to a five again. But the problem is most of us these days is that we're so used to every day wrestling that tiger that, again, our nervous system mm. just stays too turned on. Now, if think about it this way. If you're, say, that, that adrenal um, response or stress coping response was like a four-cylinder engine that when you were 20, it's like the four cylinders kicked in and, you know, you're 
dealt with what superhuman, dealt with what you had to, and then it turned back off. Think of it now as like you've only got two cylinders working. Okay. So stress comes along and you go to kick in and it's like, yeah. you know, nothing. Or, or I describe it often as, you know, if you're a chook, it's like trying to fly with one of your wings chopped off. Mm-hmm. So adrenal fatigue is where because the body's been under such pressure for such a long period of time that now that stress response is not working. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you can does, think of people in your life like a lot of a lot of people that I would see are so wound up all the time that they've forgotten what it actually feels like to be relaxed. And even when they go on holidays, and this is the people that go on holidays, and a lot of school teachers do this: busy, 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 get to holidays, and because the adrenaline drops, they get sick. Yeah. Spend two weeks crook, go back to work, do it all again. So if anyone out there has been in that cycle of um, um, busy, 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 and then as soon as you stop, you get sick. That's one of the early – there's about three or four stages of adrenal fatigue. That's one of the early stages of adrenal fatigue. We're taking your calls on 49216216. We're talking a bit about stress and adrenal fatigue today. Turn your FM. Hello, who's calling? Yes, Mena Robinson. Yeah, how can we uh, help you? Well, I'm just wondering that you were just talking about now was on. is good. Yeah, now, a vitamin B12 – Yes. Uh, with an injection. Yes. Is it, pos- is it right, I should say, that once you've had it, that you do continue to have it every three months? Uh, yep. Myrna, with, um, with the B12 injections, like usually your doctor will work out that you need a B12 injection because your B12 levels will be low in your blood. Yeah. And that's how you continue to monitor whether you still need to have that injection. Like one of the reasons that people are B12 deficient is because they lack a, a, a compound or an enzyme called intrinsic factor, which helps with the absorption of vitamin B. So for some people, they do have to have to continue to have B12 injections for the rest of their lives. Okay. But the way it's monitored is to get your blood levels tested with the GP to see whether three-month is okay or whether it can be spread out. The other option you have is there are oral, um, there are absorbable B, B12 supplements that you can take under the tongue. And they can get into your system quite well as well. So sometimes, you know, you can spread the injections out, but you want to monitor it with the um, blood test with the GP. Okay, now, going back, and I'm told now from the chemist that it was uh, 20, December 2014 yes. that he had the last prescription made. Now, admittedly, his age is a thing too. He's 89, but has been a very healthy 89. Yep. Now, this stress that we're talking about, um, yeah, apparently they called him and said he had heart fibrillation, put him in a hospital, got him on 10 tablets, and he was hardly on any. Uh, that's all being cleared up. But I had a test done for the vitamin B because I realised that he hadn't been on it for so long. Yeah. And looking at the iPad, he has all the symptoms, the weak leaks, the memory to a point, and it's definitely not uh, uh, dementia. Yes. Um, but all those that I was looking at the computer with on the iPad, they're all coming up as what he is. Yes, okay. So uh, would it be advisable or not? Like, I've taken vitamin B. They put me in for the same reason, but I'm money young. Yeah, look, I would, I would um, definitely get his levels tested with the GP. And well, um, he did that. He did that. And are the levels and low? came out all right. But I'm well, wondering whether it's not. I've got him on the sausagen yeah. and all those things. He's oh. not a big meat eater. Lamb chops, yes, but yeah. not red meat. So would that have made a difference? How do they find out whether or not this is a continuous thing? I would, I would also get him onto two things. 
I would also either, even though his B12 is fine, it's not just the B12. Sometimes it's the whole B complex. So I would get him onto a good quality um, vitamin B complex tablet, one at breakfast, one at lunch, just as a bit of a tonic. And the black moors? Uh, yes, you could go with that one. Um, the other option you have is to also get him onto a good quality magnesium. Uh-huh. Now, while he's taking this uh, Eliquis, can he take the vitamin B? They've told me yes, but I'm on a very, very mild dose. Yeah. Now, now is, is it possible? That, would, he, he that would be fine. It will be. Yeah. Good on you. Thank you so much. Now, if you, if you need any further help, um, you're more than welcome to give my office a call. Thank you so much for that. Thanks for your call, Myrna. Okay, thank you. There you you. go. Thank you. Now, what about people who are suffering with stress? What do they do to try and mask it or to help, uh, you know, just get them through the problem? Well, a lot of of times that people, you know, in the early stages of adrenal fatigue, and we probably all have a touch of this, is we get away with um, self-medicating. So how you know you're a self-medicator is... um, Is that coffee that you're drinking there? It's tea, see? Tea? No no, no, milk, tea. Do you like that? So um, the adrenal fatigue sufferers, the early stage, will often get through the day with coffee yeah. or tea, yeah. and um, often they'll put sugar in it as well. So they sort of use stimulants during the day. But too much sugar in there too. Yeah, yeah, too much sugar. So stimulants during the day to keep things going, um, and then you know things like alcohol of a night time to calm back down. So a lot of people get into this cycle of stimulants and then relaxants, and often for years – before they realise that they're covering up from because their adrenals are starting yeah. to show the signs of wear and tear. So We're talking about stress and adrenal fatigue today. Now, there may be a lot of people that are actually suffering from this but don't know. So let's find out what some of the signs are. Well, definitely um, uh, one of the, the classic signs is that self-medication pattern, you know, with you having yeah. your cup of tea and sugar in it there. Don't and- read more into it. It's just a cup of tea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, so use of stimulants. Um, Trouble getting up in the morning. So these are people that wake up tired in the morning but really feel like if they rolled over, they'd go back to sleep. So it's not just being tired but literally that you'd go back to sleep even after a good night's sleep. Um, Craving for salt or salty foods. Why is that? Why is that? Well, the adrenals need minerals. Okay. They need um, magnesium, zinc. So often, this idea of craving for salt is think of the you know the animal salt licks in Africa. Well, the animals go to the caves to get those extra minerals. It's kind mm. of a bit bit along those lines. Okay. So yeah. yeah, craving salt or salty foods. And this is um, people that have to have a little packet of potato chips in the afternoon, okay, yeah, or after dinner of a night time that just think oh, I just need something salty, oh. or maybe they're a bit heavy handed with the um the old Celtic sea salt. Um, where there's increased effort to do everyday tasks. Um, And this is where a classic is how you know you're sort of recovering is when you sort of, you actually feel motivated to get in and clean a cupboard out. And I know it sounds small, but this is where people just look at the cupboard or look at the kitchen or look at projects that normally they'd be on top of and they just can't even muster the enthusiasm to get Mm. started. Mm. You know, where you and, and you give yourself a hard time because you know you should get yeah, in and do it, but you just it, can't. You don't, yeah. So it's only sometimes when you're recovering that you sort of think, oh, wow, I actually enjoyed getting in and getting that task done. Um, decreased sex drive. Right. Another sign. Uh, decreased ability to handle stress. So, you know, where every time somebody looks at you, you're, you're either having a bit of a meltdown right. or, a, or a breakdown. Yeah. Um, increased time to recover from illness, injury, or trauma. So it's where you get a cold or a flu and you just think, I've had this for. Right, six yeah. weeks. Um, lightheaded when standing up quickly. 
because um you know and one of the best things for that actually is um licorice Not, is it yeah 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 the herb licorice you know a lot of times um people with severe adrenal issues actually get prescribed cortisone because it's one of the hormones that your adrenal glands produce right and cortisone's necessary for long term and probably you know the difference between the uh, this natural medicine approach and the medical approach in some respect is the GPs don't have actually a concept of adrenal fatigue unless your adrenals have totally died, crashed, packed it in. Mm. And the only recourse for treatment then is to get you onto steroid drugs and hormones for the rest of your life. Yeah. So we sort of look at the gamut of you know adrenal health between being really well and vital and robust and getting to that point. So this is where herbal medicine – so we'll talk about that in the next section, but licorice, decreased productivity, and also um, mild depression – as well can be one of the signs that the adrenals are a bit exhausted as well. And the bad news about adrenal fatigue is there's no magic pills to fix it. The good news is, though, that diet, lifestyle, and herbal medicines can really make a big difference. So next week, actually, in the show, I'm going to be talking about a favorite topic of mine is meditation. Right, yes. You're just back from doing a session on that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. This weekend I'd done a course in Sydney and um, learned a lot of new things about movement and um, meditation. But, um, yeah, so relaxing the mind. Now, this is not just taking time out to do something you like. Uh, learning to meditate, um, practicing yoga, deep breathing. We really need to, to reset that stress response. So yeah. meditation is an opportunity. The more often during the week that you can experience a feeling of being really deeply relaxed and at peace, the more that helps to turn that um, stress meter from the seven or eight back down towards the five again so and i'll be talking more about meditation next week uh sleep now a lot of these things we've talked about before but we really need to keep reminding ourselves um eight to nine hours sleep a night and then in bed and asleep before you know i would say you know by 10 o'clock at the latest you know the old saying is it's the hours before midnight that count and the other thing that seems to help the adrenals is having a sleep in maybe once a week even to about i know it sounds late but sleeping until nine nine o'clock in the morning on a saturday or a sunday yeah. morning having a sleep in that one or two days a week can really help to recover and we're talking about recovering from adrenal fatigue um and we need those you know the hours before midnight that count uh, exercise exercise normalizes the levels of cortisol so remember that's that long-term stress coping hormone insulin blood glucose, growth hormone, thyroid hormone, and puts more oxygen into your brain. So getting physical exercise for people that are stuck in that on their way to adrenal fatigue is really important. Mm-hmm. But you kind of got to gauge it a little bit. You know, if you're at, you know, stage stage two or stage three or heading towards stage four, going to the gym and flogging yourself at a pump class is not the way to no, go. No. When you're younger, you can flog yourself more and get, and you'll actually feel better for it. Yeah. If there's signs of adrenal fatigue, you really have to match where you're up to just with the level of activity you do. Maybe it might just be a 15-minute walk. Mm. But breathing, getting out in fresh air and sunshine really seems to make a big difference. So you know, if people are worried that they could have a bit of adrenal fatigue, it's worthwhile speaking to someone about it, getting yeah. some help, because yeah. it can be difficult, number one, to work out where you are, but then what to do about it. Um, you are what you eat. Uh, cortisol levels can crash, making it difficult to maintain normal blood sugar levels. So again, eating to balance your blood sugars is really important, and we've talked about that before on this program. And herbal herbal 
herbal medicine are probably the most effective way to really help or encourage the repair and to recover from adrenal fatigue. So licorice I've talked about before, and I'll right. have to make up a mix of licorice. And um, as I said, licorice is our version of cortisol. Uh, there are some contraindications if you're also on blood pressure medication, but you know, oftentimes we can just adjust the dosage around that. Rhodiola is one of my best herbs for the early stages of adrenal fatigue when the cortisol levels may be going a bit too high and then crashing. Uh, the ginsengs. Yes. And ginseng, you know, everyone knows about ginseng. Ginseng traditionally is what's called an adrenal adaptogen herb. Yeah. So it helps your adrenals really recover and repair. Um, passion flower, which um, is not to um, make you more, give you more passion in your life, Dave. Yeah. Just in case you were thinking. So passion flower is more about stress and, and um, really calming down that stress response. And probably one of my apart from licorice, other adrenal, favorite adrenal herbs is ashwagandha or what's called um, withania. And it's a, an Indian herb right. and um, it's fantastic for helping support both the adrenals and the thyroid. So a mix for me, for someone with adrenal fatigue, would look like that. Licorice, rhodiola, ginseng, passionflower and ashwagandha. And I would also support the adrenals using um, the probably the... the th- one of the most important vitamins for adrenal fatigue, interestingly, is vitamin yeah. C. People don't always think of that. Right. So vitamin C is probably one of the most critical, and we use up a lot of vitamin C when the adrenals are under stress. Zinc, um, always magnesium in the B vitamins for the adrenals. And, of course, looking to see any other areas in the body that might be creating stress rather than just lifestyle, whether that person might have leaky gut or some liver stress as well. So we always take that into consideration as well. Okay, some great tips there and some things to be mindful of. Now, you have a special uh, session happening next week where you'll be concentrating on this topic. Yeah, Dave, on the 11th of October, we've got a free stress and adrenal fatigue talk on at Charlestown Multipurpose Centre. So for anyone interested in learning more about stress and adrenal fatigue, I will be doing a little bit on the night about meditation as well. We might even do a bit of a practice go. So if anyone has always been thinking about like, or, or, or suffering from stress and want to know, some tips and ways to manage it better, that would be a great night to come along to. And, and more details, and there's a blog on this on the mullenhealth.com website. Yep, blog's on our website, and um, they can um, book for tickets for the talk through there. Great stuff. Thank you for today. Thanks, Dave.